Welcome to the iAfrican Bytes podcast. My name is Defo Mohapi. I'm the editor-at-large and CEO at iAfrican Media. I recently facilitated a webinar hosted by the 4IRSA Black Partnerships and Collaborations Group, which is led by Tobisa Mashekwane. The webinar was themed repositioning business for post-COVID-19 phase. We had several guests on the webinar, including South Africa's Minister of Finance, Tito Mboweni, Mr. Billy Silikani and Mr. Kolani Kubeka. Let us now hear from Mr. Kolani Kubeka, who rather than a presentation, had a conversation with attendees about post-COVID-19 consequences in business in the context of South Africa and small and medium enterprises. Mr. Kolani Kubeka is the former Secretary General of the Black Business Council. He has more than 25 years experience in corporate business, including running his own business in various sectors such as retail, construction and ICT. He has also served in various non-executive board directorships. Mr. Kubeka attended various business schools, including Walton in Philadelphia's University of Pennsylvania and INSEAD in Fontainebleau in France. Mr. Kubeka is a self-taught businessman and entrepreneur. He's also the founder and chief executive officer of the Small Business Development Institute, a non-profit organization that primarily focuses on enterprise and supplier development programs through fostering a symbiotic relationship between corporates, state-owned companies, and SMMEs. Rather than a presentation, I'm just going to have a conversation, uh, you know, around the post-COVID consequences uh, of business. I think it's important from the South African context when we relate, I think, to post-COVID-19 and the impact on business that we must always remember uh, that it is not business as usual in South Africa. Of course, the impact to business in general is, is, is going to be, to be severe, but the bigger impact is on SMEs and smaller uh, companies. They are the one who are actually uh, bearing the brand uh, as it were. And therefore, it becomes important when we talk about the economy that we should not forget uh, the the disparities within, within the economy. In fact, uh, we have had conversations uh, during this period where there was contestation and competition on the funding which has been allocated uh, for COVID-19 uh, relief. We have seen uh, SMMEs, and in particular, we have had the Black Business Council, Council as an example uh, asserting the fact that most SMEs have not been able to access the bulk of the funding. Most of the funding obviously uh, went to large companies. Uh, and therefore, what it means is that uh, the bigger is still getting bigger, even under these uh, circumstances. It is therefore important that the economy should uh, uh, self-correct you know, um, as it were. Therefore, we need to address this issue from an economic uh, transformation uh, perspective. In order for us to deal, I think, with these uh, disparities uh, as it were, 
we are still struggling to dismantle the economic architecture uh, of uh, apartheid, you know, uh, as, as it is. The spatial uh, formation of, of, of the economy is such that um, the township still remain the barracks where people stay and what we call going to town, that's where the economy is. So we need to be able, therefore, to change the apartheid legacy and change the economic architecture. And for me, I see an opportunity of the market and business self-correct uh, in, this, uh, in this era, you know, uh, as it were. It provides us the opportunity to enable uh, government and private sector to invest more on SNMEs in order for us to balance and to stabilize um, the economy. Therefore, there should be more increased economic activity towards underserved and underinvested areas such as townships and uh, rural areas um, as it were. Therefore, there needs to be more aggressive investment in manufacturing and economic infrastructure uh, in the township so that we can create uh, uh, more jobs so that we can also arrest the leakage of revenues in the townships because a lot of uh, uh, money that is generated even from people on the, in the township, as soon as it is end, it leaves and go to other communities. Therefore, we need to ensure that we can enable the townships to become uh, economic, new, our new economic um, uh, hubs uh, as it is. Therefore, it is therefore important that the private sector and government should invest in productive uh, uh, capacity and competency to enable that we create uh, 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 new markets, that we create new entrepreneurs, that we even create a new economy, you know, uh, as it were. Because with big businesses, uh, you can't grow big businesses more than they, they are now. And therefore, the opportunity is to increase localization strategy and invest a, a massive uh, uh, investment in developing our, especially our manufacturing uh, capacity. We are sitting now, and which is for me is the elephant in the room, is that the economy is dominated by a few large companies that continues to procure service from your, what I call the old boys club. You know, the, the economic system is so embedded in such a way that the large companies continue to be vertically integrated into the old economy as it were. It is very difficult even for investors that are coming out of other countries to invest in South Africa because of the way that uh, the country is monopolized, the way that the value chains are so integrated that it becomes very, very difficult. Uh, to penetrate because even your supply base, the, vend uh, the supply vendors, I mean, the, if you look at the retail sector, there are over 70 large vendors which are suppliers that are supplying into the, to the retail uh, sector. But new entrants, you know, black-owned companies, black women companies that are beginning to get into agriculture and agro-processing are finding it very difficult to find their products in, in, in the shelves of the major cities, very, very difficult. 
Therefore, there needs to be a deliberate uh, strategy that enables uh, 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 the changing of that uh, trajectory, as it were. SMMEs can only succeed. In fact, business, business is about value chains. If SMMEs do not have access to large uh, uh, major value chains of, of, of leading companies, uh, they are bound uh, to fail. Therefore, they need to be that deliberate uh, strategy. Yes, government is the driver, I think, of transformation in this country. But the success of transformation would not come from government. It would come from big business embracing transformation with, without any punishment, without any uh, 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 carrots and stick. It just becomes important that business should enable internal growth. Most of large companies are still uh, 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 aligning their ve major value chains to international uh, uh, manufacturers, you know, as, as it were. Therefore, we need to, 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 to break that trend. We, therefore, that is why I'm saying we need to increase South Africa's manufacturing capability and capacity in major uh, uh, sectors, you know, of, of, of the economy to invest uh, in, 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 in capacity of SMMEs so that SMMEs, I think, can, can grow. Now, the major impediment is that from a South African perspective, SMMEs are looked at as perpetual SMMEs. You know, it's almost like, ah, let's solve this problem. And you, you throw a bit of crumbs, you throw a bit of money. But you cannot grow SMMEs. That's why perpetually they, they will die. We need to deliberately uh, engage big business in particular to open up their value chains and ensure that uh, SMMEs can get floor space, uh, particularly in the retail uh, sector and other uh, sectors uh, as, as, as it were. So it is very uh, important to, to all of us to have national interest. The national interest to me says, how do we place significant equity of the economy at the hands of the majority of the people? What are those things that we need to do? How, therefore, do we break uh, the abnormal normal? How do you break that abnormal normal as, as it were? Because for change to happen, something ought to break. There's something that, break, that should break if we were to, uh, to change, you know, uh, uh, as, 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 as it were. Therefore, we need to emulate what Africaners have, have done. You know, with Afrikaners, there was no, uh, it was a simple policy that said, as Afrikaner government, we are going to change the lives of what then was, was perceived as barefooted, uh, semi-literate uh, uh, Afrikaners, who most of them were in the agriculture sector. So the Afrikaners were occupying 2% of the economy, which was ag agrarian. And therefore, they took a deliberate strategy to say how to empower our people. They used state-owned enterprises, which they call parastatals. They created technicons. You know, they created space for people. They actually used parastatals, what are called shop floor universities for Africaners. And today, uh, the, the economy is 60% uh, owned, you know, by Africaners, as it were, the richest uh, 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 people in this country. If you look 
anyway, you'll go to the Stellenbosch, I mean, uh, the Stellenbosch uh, entrepreneurs, they, they control, you know, uh, the major uh, uh, banks, they control the major value chains. Uh, therefore, we need to have a deliberate strategy. We have BES, in some instance, it has served its purpose, but we need a new, uh, 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 we, we need new instruments. I know there is this uh, pro, pro, uh, draft procurement bill, uh, which is currently under discussion, you know, under National Treasury. If you just look at, at that bill, it, it, it's far from actually addressing what it ought, it ought to address, and it needs to be overhauled. We need a derivative agenda of government that says this is what needs to be done, and the private sector shall have to, 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 to comply as it were. Because South Africa needs the creation of new entrepreneurs, new economy, new money, you know, uh, as it were. And of course, as we move uh, to what we term post uh, COVID, either, even though the minister says there will not be post COVID, in a way, uh, uh, in a sense, he's right. But at the end of the day, uh, there will be, we will go to some sort of uh, normal. What in that says to SMMEs in particular, they need to do things differently. They need to be able now to uh, uh, embrace digital, the digital economy, which means they must have their own digital identifiers, which means they must be able to transact uh, online, you know, as it were, they must therefore uh, be a massive drive towards digitalization of, of businesses. One, norm, one abnormality in most businesses and SMEs is that they have their emails as Gmails, etc. Et, et you know, but businesses need to have their own, what I call, uh, 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 digital identifiers to enable them to, to, to thrive because more and more uh, transactions are going to be online. Therefore, business, I think, needs to adapt or... or or die. So with that, I, 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 I would like to, to stop here and perhaps uh, engage. Thank you, Dr. Kubeka. For this one, I think I'm going to hand over to Tobisa to kick off the Q&A. Tobisa, are you there? Okay. I think let's allow questions for Dr. Kolani and see if anyone has got questions for, 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 for him and then, and then thereafter. We there aren't any at the moment. Close if there's no more questions from there. If there aren't any at the moment, maybe I'll kick off with one. That Kubeka, what do you think is holding back SMMEs, especially black SMMEs, from having these digital identifiers that you speak of in terms of having digital identities or moving to digital digital platforms, especially in townships also? Well, I think uh, it's 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 you know but it's kind of which means people are accustomed to doing things that the way that they do, and I think people are taking technology for granted. You know, all a person wants is an email address, but that email address, more often than not, is not linked to the business. Therefore, I think uh, they need to 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 be a a a a a, a campaign, particularly around for IR that begins to, to, to get SMMEs to appreciate uh, 
the digital uh, world if they are, uh, I think, to succeed. And again, uh, there's a dif major differentiator between uh, older businesses and, and, and youth-owned businesses because the youth have embraced uh, technology and they continue to embrace technology as, as it were. So for them need to be uh, a drive. I know, for instance, the Department of Communication is very concerned, you know, uh, that uh, uh, there are about 3 million, uh, 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 I think, uh, uh, registered email uh, uh, domain, uh, you know, in this country, and very, very uh, less are, are from small businesses, you know, and they would like to push uh, that uh, quite substantively, as it was. So I think from a communication and education perspective, I think both the private sector and government need to be able to empower SMEs in that regard. Thank you. Are there any questions from any of our attendees on Yes, I've got one question here. Um, the speaker mentioned the township economies, yet they recently we've seen um, examples of big corporates like uh, ShopRite uh, entering the very same economy that we, we, we label as, uh, as, as township economies. So, so the question is here, do we really have township economies? Because what SMEs, which I, which I also agree with this question, is that due to lack of access to capital, uh, they are unable actually to take up opportunities that gets presented, I mean, by 4IR, which is one of them. And now with the COVID, there's a lot of opportunities, supplying of materials, you know, like uh, with the spaza shops as well. But people are unable to take up those opportunities because of not having adequate um capital and then what are your thoughts on that mr Kobeka? well I, I think first i think uh it it it, it the, the type of uh problem we have it, it is demonstrable uh, in my way of a lack of goodwill on the part of government to protect i think the township uh, businesses uh, is it where, I mean, you go to Brazil or you go to even Ghana, they've got trading laws, you know, that prohibit uh, foreign investment in specific uh, communities. It's the same thing in, 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 uh, in, in, in Brazil. There are specific sectors that are infenced for, 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 for local uh, uh, businesses, you know, as it were. My view is that... Uh, large, there are certain uh, sectors that need to be protected uh, against, you know, uh, 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 erosion. I mean, the township economy was built on the retail sector. You know, when we grew up, there were very vibrant uh, 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 retail stores, corner stores, and all of those type of uh, things. And you, know, you no longer see them. Therefore, we need to be able to get lawmakers, you know, to make the necessary provisions that enable the, uh, and protect uh, local uh, uh, businesses, as it were, because even those pick and pays and so on that goes to the township, it's still a white brand, but they give franchises to black people. Why can't we 
get the same banks to support the creation of, 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 uh, of the entire value chain of businesses. As I alluded earlier, I said we must invest in economic infrastructure. And by that, I'm not saying we should then open that economic infrastructure to establish business, but to new businesses that uh, can, can be able to thrive in their own I mean, uh, uh, economy. So in Soweto alone, I mean, the, the population there's about 3 million. So that is an economy. But that economy needs to be protected. There's a lot of buying power, but it needs to be reinforced. That's why earlier I said, we need to find ways of arresting the leakage of revenues out of the townships. You can go to Lenagia, you can go to Lodium, uh, where the, 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 most of the residents the, uh, and businesses are Indian, and there's nothing wrong, I think, uh, with that. It is very difficult for black people to break into those communities. Therefore, we need to be able to deliberately protect uh, those businesses in the townships and rural areas. Great. There's a question here from Zalo. Let me start with the one from Tisa. It says that when we speak about digitizing township businesses, would you not say access to optic fiber cable, fiber optic cables, or ADSL may be a major contributing factor? Uh, okay. First, uh, um, 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 while I appreciate technology, uh, I am not an expert, but all that I hear the question saying is that we need to get an uh, appropriate infrastructure that enables businesses to be able, I think, to be connected. That's really what the question is. So we need appropriate uh, uh, technologies. But having said that, people are using digital, are consuming digital product. People buy data at the end of the day. So people still buy data and people get connected. What we're saying is they must then begin to have their own uh, digital identifiers. You know, I was saying to, 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 to in another group that uh, what would happen if Facebook goes? What would happen if Twitter goes? How do we create our own platforms? Uh, we are now on, on Zoom here. What is difficult for us to invest? Because we've got smart guys here. I mean, we had a webinar on Sunday. Smart young guys that created the entire platform, integrated into WhatsApp, into Zoom, uh, into Facebook, into Twitter. Why can't we be the creators of those uh, instruments and have our own digital uh, identifiers? You know, as it were, we need to be very aggressive and don't talk 4IR as if it's fashion. 4IR is not fashion. 4IR is an enabler, you know, as it were. And we need to appreciate it as it is and embrace it. Okay, I think that makes sense. Uh, I think we've got about three more questions. Let me just go through them quickly. Uh, the first one says that at Kubeka, you mentioned that 60% of the economy is owned by Afrikaners. How do we deliberately start changing that? What needs to be done? Because clearly BEE was not that effective. Okay, first let me let let me first explain what I was saying. There is always this notion that the government is the biggest purchaser of goods and services, which is incorrect. The biggest users and purchasers and procurement of uh, services is the private sector. 
So if you just look at the retail sector, you look at the housing sector, just to give you two sectors, you know, uh, uh, as, as it were. And the, for me, I don't think changing the present resolves us, but it's what we do going forward. For me, what is important is how do we create new capacity, new capability? How do we distribute wealth from the point of creation? Uh, I said earlier, uh, uh, for me, national interest is that how do you place significant equity of the economy in the hands of, of the majority? So what it means is those that have had their chance, like established business, should get less opportunities from the private sector, from government. We may not see the change we want today. Maybe our grandchildren will see it. So we must have a long-term view. Similarly to Afrikaners, when in 1948 they took over, Afrikaners occupied 2% of the economy. So the change we want will not happen today, but we need to put the, the, the right building blocks today to say 10, 15 years that we occupy at least 60% or more of the economy. It's an evolution. It will not happen now. What we need to do, we need to have, I think, the right attitude as government, as investors, as SMMEs, as the private sector that says, let's grow the South African economy. Let's not depend on, on imports. How do we become um, an export-oriented country? So how do we reinvest in our own economy uh, through localization and ensure that we ourselves become the, the exporters in the, in the economy. So it is a long-term view that will not happen uh, uh, overnight. But we need to say, what, how, you cannot deal with the, with the uh, economy of the past. What you need to do is, how do we capture the current opportunities moving forward and ensure that to a large extent they are reinvested for SMEs, for black-owned uh, businesses. That's the only way that we can succeed. Thank you for that. I think that wraps up our questions. Unless, Kobisa, you've got another question? Let's take one more question for, I think there was a couple there on the, on the list for Uputolani. And then thereafter, we, we close. And then we took note of some of the questions that we were not able to, that did and was not able to, to answer. And then we'll, we'll actually we'll forward those questions to him, and then we'll provide the proper feedback actually to all the attendees, just to make sure that um, um, he addresses those. And then the other thing, a suggestion is as well as we close, we need to come up with the, that the, the, the agenda that Bukulani uh, has mentioned to say, it's, it's, it's good uh, and nice to talk about these things, but until we, we, we make our voices heard, to say, I think this is what we expect from the government, actually, in terms of that uh, deliberate agenda. And then how then can we work for, can we move forward in terms of partnering uh, with, with the government to assist us with all these um, challenges that uh, SMEs define themselves having to operate in? I mean, one, one point you mentioned is that we have to break the abnormal, which has become our, our normal, which is absolutely not uh, acceptable. So I think let's 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 get one more question and then sure. we, we take uh, summarize the, the questions that we're not, we're not able to to respond to, and then we formulate that agenda. I think I think probably we've been talking too much, 
and things are not moving. And okay. that and it has become evident actually with this COVID nineteen. It's just um it gave us an opportunity so that we can be exposed to say this is who we are. You know, this is what big corporates are doing to the SMEs. This is what the government are doing to the SMEs because they're not able to survive uh, this pandemic. So to me, until we, 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 we organize ourselves to say, this is the agenda. If we say let's form partnership, what does that really mean? And then we can take the conversation forward. So let's take one more question, therefore, for okay. Dr. Oop, sorry, Bukolani, and then we, we can close the session. No problem. There's a question from Ubakeng Matolo. It says, we have a lot of ICT SMMEs in different sectors of technology in South Africa. Don't you think if we were to appoint or give responsibility of propelling for IR to them in townships, it would make a difference and eradicate Yeah, I hope I understood the, the question. Look, uh, I think we need to give the responsibility of the companies themselves in appreciating uh, 4IR, you know, as it were. Uh, because especially if companies that are being referred to are ICT companies, they themselves should have the knowledge and access, you know, uh, to information. You know, the, you know, I have learned from wanting and seeking information. One of the biggest uh, asset of any person or business is access to relevant information and knowing how to source information. So it is important for ICT companies, because most of them are small, first to collaborate, uh, to be able, I think, to build capacity and capability and be able to drive their own, I think, uh, 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 strategy as it were, and also be a part of some of the structures within ICT. I mean, for instance, there's the National ICT Chamber that hosted uh, the, the, the ITU's World uh, Telecoms Day on Sunday. It was an absolute success, and it was the young people who were doing things that I didn't think were capable of doing. Therefore, they should learn from each other. People should not uh, work in silos. You know, people should try to clap uh, together to enable access to knowledge. There's a lot of uh, knowledge out there. There's the internet. I mean, the age of internet enable us to do business, I think, uh, uh, differently and to have access much, much more faster and differently. You have, as a small business, you have to be a learning organization. Thank you for listening to iAfrican Bytes. Do check out our other podcasts on iafrican.com forward slash radio. That is iafrikan.com forward slash radio.